0: to everyone around the world and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time or your truth journey brought you here, welcome home. And to listen to this very special edition on 9-11, 15 years later, you know what to do by now if you want to listen to the entire interview. Go to VeritasRadio.com and subscribe. Stop waiting. Get the truth. And if you want to get in touch with me, have a guest suggestion, want to be on this radio program or have feedback, I always love to hear from you. Click on the contact button of our website. According to the mainstream media, quote, 15 years ago, this September 11, 19 terrorists using four jetliners as guided missiles, killed 2,977 people and enveloped the country in fear. It was the first sustained attack on American soil since the bombing of Pearl Harbor, which was a far-off military base. This massacre hit the center of our government and blasted away part of our most iconic skyline. It left a stench that New Yorkers could smell weeks later, as remains continue to be recovered from the ashes. American taxpayers have spent $1 trillion since 9-11 on DHS and on terror-related work at other agencies. But Americans are still not safe from terrorist attacks, which is like declaring that a health care system doesn't work because people still get sick and die, unquote. Many people have requested a new forensic investigation on 9-11. The problem is... An investigation has already been conducted by tonight's special guest, and you can find out for yourself by reading her seminal book titled, Where Did the Towers Go? Dr. Judy Wood has been on this program so many times that I don't think a formal introduction is necessary. You know who she is and what her credentials are. We have her comprehensive bio right on our website. And after a few years of absence on this radio program, I'm happy to welcome Dr. Judy Wood back to Veritas on this 15-year anniversary of 9-11. Hello, Dr. Wood, and welcome back to Veritas.
1: Hello, thanks.
0: Always a pleasure to have you back. We haven't had you on for a few years just because I haven't seen any any changes in the way people think about 9-11. You would think that more and more people would wake up to the fact that the towers were gone that day. Tell me... In 15 well, years, have you seen not,
1: Go ahead. Yeah, I'm not talking about uh, you know, I, I act like I'm one trick pony. I it is it isn't about 9/11. That's not the issue. It's it's not like uh, well then we have this this you know, um, the Tour de France over here. You know, like something totally separate. What what I am looking at is why we're in the in, in the situation we're in. It isn't, uh, you know, uh, you know, moved on well beyond what happened because what happened is clear. It was clear from day one, but why didn't people see it? That's the problem. And, uh, you know, the truth is known and is knowable about 9-11, but why don't people want to know it?
0: That's the title of our interview tonight. The truth has been known and it's still knowable. When you say it's still knowable, that implies that, People have it at their disposal. I remember the X Files. Always, the truth is out there. I want to believe. I don't. In my case, I say I don't want to believe. I want to know. But if it's ill-knowable, why don't people take the time to research the truth?
1: They don't want to know it. It's uh, and I, there's a movie I asked you to watch before tonight, before this this interview. Yes. Uh, about Lance Armstrong. Now and why the why
0: the parallels between 9/11 and let's oh, discuss that. Let's dissect it's, it's all of amazing.
1: this. It's amazing. And actually it's gone on for about as long too. Um, <clears throat> that uh, you know that the truth was known and was knowable about Lance Armstrong. You know the uh, bike racer won the Tour de France 7 times and it, you know it did great wonders for those who organized the Tour de France. It made it quite popular. Let's let's watch the Lance Armstrong race again. The all benefited from it. UCI, that's the international uh, governing body for cycling, benefited from it. The sponsors benefited from it. USA Cycling benefited from it. The press benefited from it.
0: Our own government benefited from it, our <laughs> Lance, reputation.
1: Uh, right. Lance Armstrong's uh, Cancer Institute, whatever it's called, Livestrong, uh, that benefited from it. The more he won, the more donations they got. So who wants to mess with that?
0: Because it's really, really making money, people are pocketing lots of money. The media is a tool at the time. The media is a tool today when it comes to the reality of nine eleven as well. They're going to keep repeating the same stories, and perhaps there's some
1: until it's popular to uh, do something else, and it became popular to do something else. But can we um,
0: can we really equate the Armstrong story to nine yes. eleven?
1: Yes, there's even a Ketam case in, in, involved in it. Um,
0: in the Large Armstrong case?
1: Oh, oh, yeah. Really? Tell and, us about and that. They, and they, they didn't dismiss it. They decided to hear that. Well, um, uh, Floyd Landis, who uh, he got uh, trashed pretty heavily yep. and kicked to the curb. Because uh, right after Armstrong uh, finished, you know, retired in, in was it 2005? Um that, that, uh, now it's Floyd Landis's turn to win. Except he didn't have the, uh, cover that Armstrong did. So they exposed, he got hung for, um, uh, doping. You know, Armstrong knew how to control the, the dope situation and the test, the, the testers and all that, and nobody would dare turn him in. But, so they, you know, Landis did the exact same thing the next year and they hung him out to dry. And then when he came back and wanted to be back on their team, uh you know, they kicked him to the curb. Uh when when Armstrong decided to come out of retirement and all they they were, you know, stepped on him. Um Why so, at that uh, time?
0: Why did they take until that time for, for to step on him literally?
1: Oh, he he had a 2-year suspension. He he served that. And then when Armstrong in 2009 uh, came back from retirement, he had this this uh, new team together. And uh, Landis wanted to join it, and they wouldn't let him on. Because yeah, he he, he's a, a, a doper. He's, he has that reputation publicly. He's a person in him, Grata now. Yeah, yeah. So he, he uh, was kind of fed up with that. And he decided to start talking. <laughs> it was 2010 he filed the QTAM the case. The reason why that applies, in my case – uh, it was, you know, I, I sued the contractors of the NIST report for science fraud because they committed science fraud. It's a fraud with our U.S. taxpayer money. You can't sue a government agency, but you can sue the contractors of the government agency for defrauding taxpayers. And the uh, contractors of the NIST report, some in particular, are more guilty than others. They, uh, like, developers and manufacturers of energy weapons, Okay, so they, they, they recognize the technology. And then uh, uh, they have a contract with the government to know everything about any weapon of mass destruction that exists or is being developed anywhere. So they not only know what technology it is, they know whose technology it is. Do you, think, so-
0: do you think that in the future, because I'm thinking after watching the, the documentary yesterday, watching Oprah interview... Uh, Lawrence Armstrong, on the, what is it, Jan- January 17th, 2013, I believe it was, do you think that time will come, just like he admitted to every question, did you use this drug, that drug, that drug, several of them, did you have drug transfusion, I mean, blood transfusion, yes, 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 to all of them, do you think that there will be a time in the future, almost like if somebody came and admitted what happened to Kennedy, really, that we'll see Somebody come and tell the truth about what happened on that. Yeah, but it
1: won't it won't matter anymore. But it, it's of course. well, we know what we know what happened. You know, and, and that's uh maybe they you no know, I I'm thinking that it probably won't be uh that open ever because uh it, it's still useful. The way it is. Uh, Armstrong wasn't um, there's a, a difference there.
0: Useful in what sense? In perpetuating wars, oh, in using the technology uh, what how?
1: Yeah, using it and keeping it away from the public. See, it isn't about, um, you know, who did it on nine eleven. That's That's not important. Like, okay, that guy pushed the button. Let's let's go hang him. All right, they go hang him. Well, then they get the next guy in line to push the button. You know, it, the technology exists is the thing. We've had not many
0: who, people, after having you on the show for years, who keep writing to me. Apparently, it's a little bit confusing to them. Equate the technology used that day to destroy or to uh, dustify the towers and free energy. Can you take some time and really explain what you mean when you say free energy?
1: Right. But but first, uh, you know, talking about getting rid of the person who pushed the button. Sure. Doesn't keep it from happening again right. because the technology exists. That's the key. A lot of folks uh, say that, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, it's so important to find out who did it so we can go get them. Well, then what? Then you have somebody else push the button next year. You know the the the, material, the equipment, and technology still exist. What is important and what is vital for the the crew to, you know, the the crew in charge to cover up is this technology, and what it can do. So that's why what it can do is so much more important than who pushed the button or what the name of the gizmo is. You know what it can do. Is, if people know what it can do, that'll be the safest for this technology to to, to be kept. Okay, what it can do? Well, if you look at what happened on nine eleven, you had uh, buildings that mostly turned to dust in midair. So therefore, you know, technology that can mostly turn a building into dust in midair must exist. And what else does it do? You know, cars appearing to go into spontaneous combustion blocks away. You know, that's weird, but without burning paper. And a whole lot of other strange things, uh, and th- so you have this technology. It's kind of like um, August 6, nineteen forty-five. You can say, "Wow, that's evidence."
0: Japan, you mean Nagasaki, it, Hiroshima? Yeah,
1: Hiroshima. That's that's evidence of nuclear power plants. That's not saying nuclear power plants destroyed Hiroshima. That's and that, That's of been the proven technology. to
0: be the case. I mean that those. Cities are thriving. There's no radiation measured there. Do you think it was a no, nuclear that, weapon or was it, no, or was it a not firebomb?
1: you getting off on a different topic. What I'm talking about is what, what happened to Hiroshima on August 6, 1945, was the demonstration of a technology that can do that. I see what you mean. And that technology doesn't have to be used for evil purposes. It can be used for nuclear power plants. So the evidence of what happened on uh, to Hiroshima is also evidence of nuclear power plants. That does not mean that nuclear power plants destroyed Hiroshima.
0: Basically, you're saying that it's, a, it's like a knife. You can use it to cut an apple. You can use it to kill people.
1: Right. So the evidence of what happened on 9-11 is evidence of a technology, that a particular technology exists. But that... That technology doesn't need to be used to dustify buildings. It can be used for free energy.
0: Now, when you when you want to begin dissecting that, if you could explain that, because I've tried to explain it to people, and I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. With all due respect, but the explanation as to the free energy part oh, of I, this Oh, I technology. just gave
1: it to you. I just gave it to you. That if you look at what happened on nine eleven. Somebody has in in their hands the ability to alter the molecular structure of matter. Right. That's not just uh, oh a firecracker, energy-wise. That's getting, um, you know, the very basic building blocks of our planet to alter it. That's an amazing technology that can be used to, you, you know, plug an extension cord into it and power the whole city. I mean that figuratively. So that's why I'm saying free energy. It's uh you know, clean, relatively clean, relatively limitless uh energy. But there's, the what I see the problem with that is it's kind of like uh the idea of the earth being like um, a, a hologram. You don't want to go wiggling the extension cord <laughs> and and messing with it. Oops. Because if it's that powerful of a technology, it could easily dustify the entire planet or, or something like that. You know, you, you could cause major problems. <clears throat> but on a small scale, now how do you keep people from using it on a large scale is another issue. But somebody already is. So that's not a um, something to be afraid of for the future. It's something that's already happened.
0: Speculating for a moment, do you think the name Tesla is anywhere on this technology?
1: Oh yeah, it's a, it's a it's a, something that occurs naturally around us. If you open your eyes and observe, that uh, you know what are tornadoes? And do you I think was just somebody,
0: thinking of a tornado. Yes.
1: And somebody didn't weaponize a tornado? Don't you think that you know we know that Applied Research Associates uh, has they they brag about it on their website.
0: They have patents that can do that.
1: Uh, why why patent it? Just you just have the technology that does it. Yeah,
0: because nobody else will do it.
1: And keep it secret, yeah, you know, right. or whatever. Uh, and so, if you, but the idea is to think of what happened, the evidence of what happened. That is undeniable evidence that a technology that can do that must exist. That's the important key. And all the gobbledygook around 9/11 is to distract people away from realizing that.
0: I'm not a scientist like you, but I go back to Hurricane Aaron that was stationed there for days. Do you think that some of the energy from that hurricane was tapped into to mm, use not this? Not
1: necessarily. Not necessarily. No? Uh, who knows? You know, it's it, 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 some of the energy, it, it could have produced uh, the field effects.
0: The field effects, like static, statically charged?
1: Right. You know, we know what John Hutchison does. I right. call that parallel evidence and how he creates the, the same um, type of evidence as what we saw in 9-11. He creates a static field within that interferes various radio frequency signals. But th- we're talking about, you know, details of, of things rather than, you know, why is this kept covered up? Well, it's vital to keep it covered up. This is as Andrew Johnson says, this is the big one. This is everything. It's, um, you know, and and as I say, he who controls the energy controls the people, but he who controls their perception controls everything.
0: Repeat that just for the listeners one more time, because that's beautiful.
1: He who controls the energy controls the people, but he who controls their perception controls everything.
0: So when we think of perception, can we ascribe meaning to the mainstream media as to those who give us, who who really or, shape or our perception, al-
1: or all or alternative media or whatever groupthink organization you have, like and the easiest way to control people is to have organizations that people become members of and then they're, they fear being banned if they don't memorize the talking points of the organization. Sound familiar? Cultish? It's all about it's all about uh, conforming and con- having conformity. And if you keep as conformity, you can change the, the whole world. But it has nothing to do with proving one thing or another. Let's talk about uh, you know the, the the thing of climate change. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you don't get on board with that, uh, you're you're banned from whatever. You know, it's a talking point. You're just supposed to memorize, and regurgitate.
0: You're a terrorist if you think that climate change. St- is not real, right? Hasn't the planet right. been changing anyway for thousands of years?
1: It's always changing. Well, you know, we had an ice age. Was it, uh, you know, the too many SUVs that brought us out of the ice age? <laughs> right. And actually, in the '70s, we had, uh, you know, they were talking about, oh, we're going to an ice age. You know, weather changes every day. (laughs) You know, various things that that happen with it. And there's something that easily, easily explains it doesn't mean it's proof, but it easily could explain uh, the issue. You know how uh, uh, the summer solstice, from there to about now in August, it's mighty hot. Right. Real hot. And that day, if you look at the history on the, in the calendar, the maximum uh, temperature, uh, you know, for all, all time that temperatures have been recorded, and you look at that, and it, it abruptly begins.
2: Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now